now. For anybody worried, Big Boris is recovering and his struggle against Corona has buoyed us for this live stream. This week in the crypto news, Binance acquire coin market cap for a purported $400 million. Travelex have given in and paid a Bitcoin ransom to get access to their systems again. And someone has been using Harry and Meghan's image to carry out their ridiculous cryptocurrency scam. Plus much... Much more from the world of David Icke and 5G conspiracies. I'm joined in London town by Dr. P. Money. Howdy, Ken. Have you seen what our backdrop is at the moment? Uh, no, my screen's not updated yet. Oh, thank God. Um, I think you. Oh, it's David Icke. It is David Icke. Oh, my, he is. He's, my, he's my, my second new favourite. Favourite is Boomer. Who is your favourite? Uh, at the moment, it's GP. We'll talk to you next. <laughs> GP, um, how does one open a PDF? <laughs> Search me, Ken. Search me. What was going on, big guy? Oh, oh, well, don't get me started, Ken. Otherwise, it'll degenerate into... Uh, this whole thing will degenerate into a rant about how Google should have stopped after search, which I unironically believe every single one of their products, apart from search engines, complete and utter trash of the first order, over-engineered garbage, burn it all to the ground. <laughs> good, good evening to you too, big guy. Um, you'll notice that he is coming through the crypto big face. That's because he couldn't get his laptop working, and so he has got to sit on the crypto big's lap. Can you confirm or deny, crypto big? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. Can Mr. Bitcoin Bublé. Good evening, Ken. I think that it's friend? the prince being targeted by censorship. Now that wouldn't surprise me, and we're going to talk about a lot more about that today. Fiat Fu, you're being awfully quiet in the corner. Good evening, Ken. Yeah, I didn't want to... I was enjoying the Google rant, especially because we're broadcasting it over YouTube. So more of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Google Meet. Don't forget about that shitty product they've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're in pretty deep with Google tonight. <laughs> yeah, and it fucking shows. I am your host, Crypto Ken. I am sipping Honestly, on a delicious Colonel Table beer. And it's Crypto Week is going to see like an absolute ray of sunshine tonight compared to me, just so all the listeners prepare themselves. <laughs> uh, this could be the week we get cancelled. This could be it. I'm right on the brink as we speak. Right on the brink. Oh, Maybe you should introduce CoinHQ right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. You can do the honours, Mr. Geordie Prince. Um, go to CoinHQ because they're amazing and full of great uh, crypto content producers just like ourselves. And Crypto Wendy, she's really good in, about charts and like crypto and she's a knowledgeable uh, person about crypto. If you want uh, some good information and uh, some highly entertaining chat, then Crypto Wendy O is uh, yeah, top, top notch. Ken, I'm going to need to delete that at some point. Or the, the mute button. Uh, I would never <laughs> give you control of the mute button. 
Dr. P. Money, you <laughs> communist, you. It's time to get started with the news. Have we got a jingle? Uh, do we have a jingle? Sick. No, get started. Can, can, stop. What? We need to interact what? with chat this time. Last time we ignored everyone in chat until I forced them into conversation. What I need you to do is interact with some chat people who are all saying hi and trying to talk. Hi, to guys. Them. Hi, chats. Let's uh, let's start with the big dog, Suits Crypto. Hold tight, Suits Crypto, in the chat, who says Google bought Waze and now Waze is trash. You are right, friend. I don't know what, no idea what Waze is, but I guarantee you are right. <laughs> and you are right to be salty about it. Hold tight. Good, sir. Blood Waze hacks, is the kind what? of thing. What crypto, Wendy? Seriously? No, not seriously, Blood Hacks. I think she's a fucking idiot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hold tight, Irish Beast, Big Crypto Dave, the big man. Hold tight. Garm, top guy. Hold tight, Big Garm, who's just said hello to me. Hello to you too, you delicious gentleman. Oh, Big Crypto Dave as well. Big shout out from the Big Crypto Dave. Big shout out to you, Big Crypto Dave. Ah, oh, and there's also someone who works in Birmingham that I need to shout out. Uh, there only one person in Birmingham currently working. Uh, Swizzle Sticks at Crippity Doodah, I believe. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. I need to go on the Crypto Weekly account. All right, let's fucking do some news. <laughs> no, I must, I, must, I must shout this guy out because he works for the NHS and he works really long hours and so he can't catch the stream live. Um, but he really enjoys listening. So, and he said that it would really upset his wife, but make his day if we gave him a shout out. So, <laughs> hold tight, hold tight at Fires Roked. Hold tight, good sir. Hold tight. Sorry to your wife. She thinks we swear too much. Fucker. <laughs> Do hospitals still have radios these days? Could they not just broadcast as live straight to the hospital and cheer up everybody? Think, yeah, but then yeah, they definitely increase astronomically as people just give up. People going in for minor ailments would just seemingly give up out the blue. So, anyway, the news. <laughs> the news, yeah. Binance acquiring coin market cap for a purported $400 million. Although that is not a confirmed amount, a non-disclosure agreement was signed. A lot of people quite salty about this. Yeah, what, what are they salty about, Ken? Salty about Binance acquiring coin market cap, and they, I believe they think that they're going to somehow have coins that they have a vested interest in. Well, they're not going to allow. It seems like CZ's plan is to make other exchanges pay to be listed on there. You know, when you click a coin that says where you can trade it at, they're going to have to pay Binance now to get listed on there. That is what has been reported by insiders. So CZ's got a bit of a plan but i don't know why he spent 400 million on it seems a ridiculous amount of money for coin market cap it, it surely cannot be that amount well they actually haven't given him any cash apparently they gave him equity and bnb so oh, that's pretty shit <laughs> yeah not so the actual price was zero can <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the so see they paid a load of money but I reckon oh, it seems to be that he's going to rip off all the other exchanges. He's going to push all the coin market cap uh, traffic to Binance. Although you've got to think that's probably 
largely happening already. Uh, and yeah, he hasn't even given them any cash. He's given them equity in Binance, given them BNB. And the coin market cap CEO has fucked off. It's uh, someone else is going to be in charge now. Everything's the yeah. same, apart from coin market cap CEO's gone, which seems strange to me. It was a previous C level employee that is now uh, CEO of coin market cap when the merger well, i guess merger uh, acquisition rather uh, occurred in the first place they did say that they would not be changing how they would uh, be adding new coins to the platform so yeah do, what's, your so- what's your source for your information big guy they're not they're not changing anything to do with the coins coins are going to be the same they're changing the exchanges that are listed on there that's oh, what beautiful that's what they're saying. Bind, uh, CMC employees leak that to the block, I think. Oh, nice. Insider information. Well, via the block. They didn't tell me. Yeah. I read yeah, it yeah. on blockcrypto.com. That's fine. Next time they'll tell you, and then you can tell the you block. You fucking hope so, can, rather than those dipshits at the block. <laughs> um, is anyone particularly sad about this? No, don't give two shits, camp. I'm Quinter also Pinker. in that camp. Yeah. Same I've again, been telling people. Quinn for to... Won't they be a bit pissed off? Why would they be? Surely this is uh, good for them if people are upset and want yeah, to. Yeah, everyone's going to coin for Greeker at the premier, <laughs> premier uh, coin listing place. But I think this will reveal that it's worth nothing and that it is just. I mean. It's just data aggregation, right? Worth nothing. It just got four hundred million for it, Boobly. What are you talking about? But it, not in cash. Not in cash, but in better than cash. BNB. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Irish Beastman has just said, What about Binance mining pool? Good point, Beastman. So Binance announced like over a week ago now, they're launching a mining pool. They're hiring loads of Bitmine staff, Bitmine. As Bitmine, Bitmine is apparently laying off loads of their stuff. Quobi, OKX, already have mining pools. Binance getting into it. They're just centralizing all cryptocurrency around Binance. I mean, this seems like a no-brainer because there are loads of like open source pool software that you can just drop in and you'll have to tweak it a bit for Binance and stick a Binance logo on it. But um, it does seem like a no-brainer for them. Yeah, so they've got the biggest exchange, the biggest coin listing site. They'll probably have a gigantic mining pool. CZ taking over. What do you think about that, P-Money? It doesn't sound very decentralized to me. Yeah, but you know me, mate. I'm all about about those uh, centralized governments giving handouts. So um, it it seems like a good, it it seems like, you know, I think it's, it's that those kinds of things that bring, I guess, confidence in in the market uh, that will encourage other people to want to adopt it. Um, yes, but I think if we're going for the true decentralized dream, then this is probably not a, a step in the right direction. But if it's all about making bank, then let's get some as many normies in as we can. <laughs> nice one. Hold tight, the normies. Big crypto Dave saying Binance making it easier to risk your coins on some shitty trade, and yeah. I guess that's going to pump the price of BNB loads and make all of us loads of money. Oh, haven't sorry. they changed? Haven't they changed how they do their token burn or something like that with BNB? 
Uh, are they? Please tell me more. I can't. Uh, that's all I know. I've read something around them changing the token burn. I think they're burning less now or some bullshit like that. But I was hoping you would know more, given that you know quite a lot about B&B, big guy. Nah, don't, don't know anything about it, Ken. Ah, we'll post it as fake news then uh, until we have more information. Okay. Is that a rebranding uh, of Ken Facts? No, it will always be Kenfax. Kenfax was a rebranding of fake news, big guy. That's why it was okay again for a bit. Uh, I want to move on to Fiat Fu's favourite topic, um, and that is Travelex having the worst luck of any company ever over the start of this year. Yeah, they have been absolutely wrecked. Um, this is a hilarious sequence of events. It's not super crypto-related, but it's still funny. I'll quickly run through. So in on New Year's Eve 2019, um, day before 2020, they got uh Thanks uh, for clarifying, big guy. Just, just want to make it clear that it was it was in the last few months. Uh so they got um they got attacked with ransomware and it took out all their IT, they had to shut all the stores, um, and yeah, basically just got absolutely wrecked and they got held to a ransom. And at the time wasn't really clear what was going on, but it turns out that they paid it. They paid $2.3 million just to get back in business. So that took them offline for half of January. Um, and they lost loads of money, share price plummeted. Then coronavirus happened. <laughs> so they got utterly wrecked, lost all their market. Nobody's traveling, nobody's exchanging. Um, so again, share price plummets. Then it gets much worse. So then they found out that they they just misplaced $81 million. Pounds. What? 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 Yeah, so th- <laughs> so it turns out that they issued some checks before they IPO'd in 2018, and they had forgot to account for them somehow. Uh, um, so so they're at this like the you know the share price is like at rock bottom at this point, and then they announce this, they have to disclose it. Uh, share price goes even lower, and then uh, my favorite little bit of news in this is that uh, the auditor EY resigned. I didn't know you could do this, but they resigned. They stepped away and were like, fuck you guys. You didn't tell us about this 81 million stepping away. And then having an auditor though. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess EY, they probably stepped away because they didn't have enough information. But um, yeah, being if you if you look at who EY have audited in the past, um, I don't know if they were Lehman Brothers, um, but they were certainly one of the big one of the big triggers of like previous financial events. Um, So they resigned. And then uh, in the middle of last month, um, the share price was like, it got so low that they just suspended trading. So they're no longer tradable. And now, sadly, they're looking at uh, insolvency. So they've been on an absolute roller coaster over the last few months. But the um, the fact that they got attacked with ransomware was the kind of the, the tip where it all started. So um, hold tight, Travelix. <laughs> A lot like a crypto chart. It was uh, $215 in December, and now it seems to be at 11. Oh, 215 pounds, now 11 pounds, if I'm looking at it correctly. That is a crypto level fuck up. Are you looking to buy for 11, 11 pounds, Stu? Definitely not. Holy shit. I mean, Bottom like. That is 77 million. I'd be interested if I wasn't um, opposed to owning the stock of uh, money changers, but 
<laughs> Ethical objections aside, I think I think if you got competent management in there. So for those who don't know, TravelX are a foreign exchange business that have physical locations in places like airports and tourist sites, basically all the places where you're desperate enough to accept their usurious exchange rates. So yeah, you get scammed on like $200 if you go into a TravelX just because you need it to buy like, I don't know, entry to a museum or whatever. And yeah, so that's what they do. And I, on that basis, I kind of feel like their business should be absolutely printing money. But it sounds like uh, unlike they might have the network to do that in future. But it sounds like they've been completely mismanaged to the point where they have snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And I don't know, I, but I still feel like a solid, what's that, like two and a half percent of peak price, I feel like they might be um, an interesting purchase. But I believe you said that they've actually stopped trading. Is that right, Fu? Yeah, I don't know if it's been reinitiated, but it was suspended mid, uh, mid-March. Yeah, 16th of March. It hasn't been tradable since then. Fuck me. I feel like they probably could have weathered like one of these storms in isolation, but all three is, you know, it's bad times. Because even with coronavirus, like, yes, they have a lot of physical retail locations, but they're actually very small, and I assume the rent's very low. So I feel well, like no, they could have made it through. An airport. It's in an airport. Right? They also it's need to keep loads expensive. of fucking cash, don't they? Yeah, yeah, both true. Did, um, did EY leave because they just weren't going to get paid? Or because TravelX aren't actually disclosing the information to them, which presumably could get EY as fucked as TravelX. Yeah. Like if they just randomly put out like, oh, there's this 81 million, which is more than the market cap of our company. Uh, we've, yeah, don't, something happened to that. We've lost the more than the entire market cap of the company somewhere. That doesn't look make EY look that good if they're handling their fucking auditing. So... Can imagine EY were pretty stressed about this one. Yeah, I mean that that feels like something you should catch as an auditor above anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Interestingly, the ransomware that was used against them—I uh, don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast before—but it's it's ransomware as a service. You don't actually have to make the ransomware. It's like an affiliate program what? where you just have to infect someone, and then you get oh, that some is cash out of it. A good business model. Fucking hell. Yeah. Idea. Where can the listeners uh, become a franchise of this ransomware? <laughs> uh, so this one, uh, I'm not even going to try and say it. I love <laughs> ransomware names. Uh, Sonidicobi, I think it's called. Um, but the the original one, which kicked all this off, was a company called Gand Crab. Called what? G- Gand Crab. I don't fucking Gand know. Crab. <laughs> Gand <Shit>. Crab. <laughs> like Gandalf crab. with a crab at the end. Fucking sick. All right, Ken, what else we got? Uh, this story also uh, led me down the route of finding out that there are laws against paying ransom in some places, but not the UK, apparently. Where, where is that, Ken? And what happens to you if you do it? I don't know. Get thrown in the clink. Who knows? That's actually a pretty good idea, though, because if they say, if the penalty was they'll kill one of your loved ones if you pay ransom, then kidnappers wouldn't have a business model at all. That is true. All the all uh, all the Brits do is just say please don't play ransom because then it encourages people. But if they if the Brits said we'll we'll uh, execute the person that you 
paid for. Kidnappers blown the fuck yeah. out. No business. Yeah, exactly. Truly stuck yeah. between a rock and a hard place if anyone gets taken in your family. Well, no one will get taken because they couldn't do it. Sounds like a great idea to me. Bring it in. <laughs> When when you're when you're voted into power, Mr. Crypto Beak. Yeah, that'll be it. Execute yeah. a member of your family at random if you pay ransom. Yeah. Well, um, then you, could, you, you still have the part. You still might want to arbitrage one family member against another. You might be like, oh, they've kidnapped the youngest member of my family. Therefore, we're going to get more family years if they execute one of us randomly, because we're all ten years older than the person that got kidnapped. All right, kill saying. the whole family. I see what you're saying, Prince. Good idea. Kill the whole family with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Glad we find that one out. <laughs> Our policy <laughs> position is not clear. Crypto uh, making policy live on air. Um, sorry, Ken, uh, minor interruption. I do have it on some good authority from somebody who may or may not be affiliated with EY that this, uh, this um, smells very much like they saw some dodgy shit going. EY saw some dodgy shit going down and decided to withdraw their services because they were not comfortable with what was happening internally. And actually, it's not uncommon for them to do that. Anyway, interruption over. Yeah, I've always find it weird. I always find it weird that auditors do that rather than putting out an audit and saying, "Oh yeah, there's we audited this firm and there's absolutely tons of dodgy shit going on." Well, presumably because. It, Every other company that knows that they've got dodgy shit going on won't hire them. Yeah, but that would mean that every legitimate company would. So if a company hires EY, that would send a very positive message to the marketplace. But I, I suspect that most companies are doing dodgy shit. And, and yeah. I say that from having worked at many companies that were doing dodgy shit. <laughs> sounds like there's a gap in the market for a, an honest auditor. No, I'd never get any business. What? <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's, like, it's like honest ratings agencies in 2008, big guy. Yeah, correct. I mean that you're right, Ken. In the in the fact that the auditing um, market suffers from exactly the same kind of incentives as the rating, the credit rating agencies did back then and still do to this day, it is a huge problem for both industries. So presumably, Travelex, EY said to Travelex, "We found there's a dodgy shit going on. That'll be a million pounds, or probably more." <laughs> and Travelex said, "We don't have a million pounds," and they said. Well, I mean, we couldn't possibly continue working with you then on ethical grounds. Yeah, I mean, that would be rough for EY because they were handing out ransoms left and right by the sound <laughs> of things. <laughs> uh, moving on to a particularly patrician Bitcoin scam that has been doing the rounds uh, as uh, a group have been have impersonated a BBC webpage uh, that supposedly has interviewed uh, the F- Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, I guess the former Duke of and Duchess of Sussex. Um, yeah, now just two randoms. Yeah, now now just two randoms. Um, <laughs> but the language used that has been um, uh, robbing people of their of their funds uh, goes thus: This is reported to have been said by Harry and Meghan, according to this fake article. What's made us successful is jumping into new opportunities quickly and without hesitation. <laughs> and right now, our number one moneymaker is a new cryptocurrency auto trading program called Bitcoin Evolution. It's the single biggest opportunity we've seen in our lifetimes to build a small fortune fast. We urge everyone to check this out before the banks shut it down. 
Wow. I mean, if you're that... convinced that a man who literally had the chance to be the King of England identifies a uh, crypto scheme as his single biggest opportunity that he's seen in his lifetime, the, and the alarm bells aren't ringing, I don't know what to tell you, big guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter that point by saying that if you think a future king of England who had pictures of himself taken naked in Vegas and once dressed as a Nazi wouldn't do that, I think maybe you're the one who's had the wool pulled over their eyes, Prince. And I think Harry might be balls deep in this. <laughs> <laughs> this could, in fact, be a legitimate interview. Yeah. Well, I would, which, I would love it which, to be true. I would love for there to actually be a quote that went as, as that did. So hang on, Beak, are you saying this is a scam or it's not? I'm saying it's a scam and Harry's fallen for it. Uh, okay. My favourite part, like the, the, uh, my favorite part of the article is that um, it talks about how Prince Harry confided this honour to Philip Schofield <laughs> you know, to, add, to add a level of believability to the story. Huh? I wasn't announcing it to the nation. This was like a, a backhander to Schofield. No, it was it was you know on an ITV show on this morning with Philip Schofield because ah, that's okay. you know that you can see the conversation naturally goes to so what are you going to do now yeah we're we're moving into Bitcoin. <laughs> um, there's also uh, in in a, a similar scam uh, a bogus YouTube account impersonating CryptoBeak's favourite Brad Garlinghouse. I'll type Brad. I mean, I don't know how. Like that, I don't think they could ruin Brad's reputation any further. Maybe it's actually boosting it. It's like my business model now isn't around scamming XRP holders. Just sign up to my affiliate link instead. Good, honest living. So, do you think you've not really truly made it until someone tries to impersonate you in a cryptocurrency scam? Uh, yes, Ken. Correct. Has that ever uh, happened with you, Mr. CryptoBeak? Uh, other than someone stealing my Twitter name, no. Uh, I I have been impersonated for cryptocurrency scams. Have you? I actually have, yes. That is amazing. Tell us more. So that's why you brought this up. You wanted this to, is partially. This is all a roundabout way of saying I have made it. Yeah, this is all a roundabout way of me flexing on everyone. All right, tell us more, Ken. Back back in the Doge days, as I call them, back <laughs> when I was a, a, a Doge whale. Uh, when I was a travel ex of the Doge world, um, I uh, used to used to sell a lot of it on Reddit, and people would be impersonating me by making accounts that looked similar to me. So they would have um, like be using different characters that looked similar to the characters in my name, but to try and trick people into purchasing Dogecoin off them because I was a very respected member of the community, big guy. Yeah, nice one, Ken. Mm. A doge, doge, mil, doge millionaire. Yeah, until PayPal shut me down, mate. You mean until uh, the banks really did shut it down? <laughs> yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> until well, until the banks fi finally shut it down. Prince Harry, 100% vindicated. <laughs> Harry's quite a lot of loving chat. Bitcoin Bell, the queen of crypto Twitter, says he's based AF. Uh, Can Irish you expand? Irish B said, to be fair, Prince Harry didn't want his son growing up around paedophiles. Fair. We'll hear more about that in the David Icke section. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you expand on that, please, Miss Bitcoin Bella? 
I'd like to know in what ways he is based. Uh, I guess dressing up as a Nazi is part of it, maybe. Who knows? Let, let's be a bit careful here, Ken. No, <laughs> well, we are going to move on. I um, have noticed something in the notes that's been added by possibly Bitcoin Buble. Um, and that is the Bitlord Dudex drama. I know nothing about this. No, that was that was the big guy, the one and only Crypto Beak. Could you please go into what the hell's been going on here? Yeah, Crypto Bitlord is some dickhead from Australia. Uh, he has had some deal with an exchange called Dudex. D-U-E-D-E-X. Dudex. Uh, and... <laughs> Don't want to say it that in quick, do you? Just like make sure you knew what exactly what I was saying. Uh, and he has been he claim I think he claims that his account got suspended with them, even though he was like working for them, working with them, something like that. So he's gone off on Judex. The CEO of this dubious company has come back and said that basically Bitlord was working for them. He had an employment contract with them and he broke loads of the uh, stipulations of the contract. Like he promoted other exchanges. He did loads of other stuff. And when they pulled him up on it, he started trying to blackmail them saying like, oh yeah, go ahead. If you won't have a business without me, et cetera, et cetera. But then Judex also released the employment contract and didn't blank out Bitlord's first name. And crypto Twitter's gone mental for doxing Bitlord, even though he has a picture of himself as his profile picture, regularly makes videos, but they've included his first name. So everyone's gone mental about how much they hate Judex for doxing. And to, to be fair, Bitlord says that he wasn't employed by them. He's a co-founder, all this kind of shit. But anyway, it seems like Bitlord had some deal going on with him. He was supposed to get 1% equity, but he had to last a year. He didn't last a year. Now he's him and Judex both slating each other all over Twitter. People are getting very upset that Bitlord got his first name doxxed. And it's some pretty solid crypto Twitter drama, Ken. There is an open invite. There's an open invite from Bitlord on his uh, on his response tweet. If you have a podcast, get in touch. That could be you. Oh, yeah, you could, could be you us. could host Bitlord. <laughs> I saw that, but I don't really want to have to talk to Bitlord for a. Yeah, that would be quite so, insufferable. I uh, passed on that one, but it has been pretty entertaining. All like loads of huge crypto Twitter accounts are going absolutely mental about them, like showing his first name in the uh, employment contract, which does seem like it is pretty dubious ethically. But what, what do you guys think about this? I think it's more likely to be a mistake than anything else. I think it was, because they blanked his name out, his first name out in other areas, uh, didn't in this one place, and everyone's kicking off about it. Yeah, and it's first name. It's like uh, on the doc scale, that's like the lowest of the low, right? That's like the the least bad one. Like you, you can limit a like a you can find somebody based on. That's like the least revealing piece of information is the fact that he's called like 
John or whatever he's called. Especially as he has his picture. He's like constantly recording videos. Everyone knows like what he looks like, where he lives and shit. Yeah. He's... So it seems it does seem pretty poor behavior from Judex. But I feel like it might be a bit overblown from what we know so far. This isn't this kind of in, I, I, incompetence is not unusual though. Um, no, especially so, in crypto. It it reminds well there was one recently high level uh, incompetence that was I think it was the E three uh, attendees list or the E three like journalist list or something, um, which is you know the gaming expo where they had a website with everybody's details just up open. Um, and so the, these kinds of breaches are well, breaches like disclosures of personal information aren't unusual. They're, they're not good, but it's like it. The the vitriol sounds like it was. It's based on it being deliberate when it was clearly an accident. Like when Beak used to do his live streams. And yeah, I constantly doctor. <laughs> yeah. Although I hate myself way more than uh, Judex and Bitlord hate each other, so I guess it's fine. Uh, I think one issue around this whole thing is that Bitlord didn't really seem to say that he had a... didn't really talk about how he's employed by Judex while shilling the fuck out of them, which I think is slightly shady. But also it's like he seemed to try and blackmail them as well. So I feel like neither one of them are coming out looking great on this. Uh, but yeah, Judex should clearly have just had an official like response, put out a press release, rather than having their CEO on his personal Twitter account going off on Bitlord. But I mean, what kind of nutter would trade on Judex anyway? I mean, literally who? Was it like an Australian-only one? <laughs> no idea. I only heard about them because of this drama, so I guess it's going in their favour a bit. Oh, that's yes, true, actually. Okay. Yeah. What? Worked out marvellously well. Oh, Bitcoin Bella with the burn. Bitlord is always dramatic. Oh, get wrecked, Bitlord. <laughs> uh, and we, we have heard some negative stories about him from the Dr. P money as well. Although I don't know if he wants to talk about that. I think we, if this feels like a weekly segment now... Oh, well, let's not tell the fucking Bitlord story again. We're always yeah, talking no, shit on the yeah, exactly. it's fine. I think we're giving him way too much airtime. We're going to move on someone. We're going to move on someone who really deserves some airtime. And that is the big man you're about to see on the screen. It's the big Ike man who has been silenced this week after a London Real interview talking about coronavirus. Um, and London Live broadcast it and now they're getting investigated by Ofcom all very yeah. exciting David Icke realist to ever do it hold tight Ike oh, hold one sec before we get into this hold tight gems in the chat hold tight gems big dog good she's up very, she's up very early for this one yeah she is good morning gems hold very tight to you mm. so Ken, can you do a quick uh, intro as to who this David Icke guy, like where, where he came from? Um, he's a guy who was a League Two footballer in the 80s, um, but then had to retire at the age of, tender age of 21 because of arthritis. Um, and then got into sports journalism and was very well respected. And then... Yeah. You worked for the BBC? Nine, he did work for the BBC, yes. Yeah. 
As it's a, as got a, a lot of stuff happened there, P-Money. Sorry? Saw a lot of stuff happen there. I'm sure he did, yeah. But I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to cover it for people that don't know who he is, which admittedly is probably only a small number of people, you know. <laughs> no, he, he um, was like, he was, and I, I, I feel bad for saying it, but he was a normal guy for a long time, right? As in yeah, like somebody yeah. well-respected in the community, like seemingly sensible takes on, on the, the modern world and sport. And then suddenly he went full like Tim Foyle. Sudden, su- suddenly he got even more sensible. <laughs> then he discovered um, the truth and decided yeah. to pass Nike pill onto those after him. Exactly. He visited um, a site in Peru, I believe, uh, a burial site, and had some kind of trance or epiphany while there. Um, and then start penning, started penning one of uh, his first uh, uh, books, The Truth. He's the man who came up with the lizard people conspiracy that were run by. Uh, and the archons, I believe, these people who are half human, half space traveling lizards from the fourth dimension. Yeah, but they too are controlled by beings in a higher dimension to them. So we're like uh, real bitch puppets. Yeah, and the lizard people run things. Archons, Irish Beast is telling me. Irish Beast yes. says <laughs> David Icke talks about archons and reptilians. What do you boys think about this? I think he is spot on, Beast Man. I think the reptilians run stuff, as you've heard me say at length on the show. I'm constantly getting screwed by the reptilians and the archons, and I wish they'd just give it a fucking rest. I think my think... Oh, oh, sorry again. I think my 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 favourite comment on this in recent times has been one of the guys in the group saying uh, Prince Charles uh, came out saying that he had Corona to to prove to the world that he was actually a human. Yeah, I and it didn't prove shit to me. <laughs> Do you think that baby Archie, son of Meghan and Harry, is actually not archon enough and cannot transform into a lizard person, and that's why they are getting him the hell out of the royal family? Uh, yeah, maybe. That's Discuss. a good, yeah. good point, Can. Uh, that could be it, yeah. This sounds as sensible as any, any theory to me. That's that's absolutely ludicrous, Ken. We've already established that that decision was taken to remove him from the cabal of paedophiles uh, at the head of the British royal family. But this is the thing. So maybe um, the cabal of paedophiles would never touch one of their own, i.e. a lizard person. Mm-hmm. So that bringing up the cabal of paedophiles, David <laughs> Icke has been proved correct on a lot of things. He said that loads of people in the royal family, the BBC... Uh, the richest people in the world were all a bunch of pedos. Everyone thought he's a nutter. They all, we all know now, loads of them are pedos. He's been saying that the lizard people run the world. We all laughed at him in before we find out that the queen is half lizard. He also constantly gets called anti-Semitic because of talking about the archons controlling everyone and everyone thinks he's dog whistling about the Jews. And he's like, no, no, I actually think they're lizard people. And they're like, oh, yeah. we know what you mean. We know what you're talking about. And he's like, no, no, no. There's actual lizard people controlling everyone. Cool. Good stuff, Ken. I'm just muting our mic for this segment. Why? Please get the prince back on this. <laughs> I don't want to be involved any further in this discussion, Ken. <laughs> oh, no. That's as far as I'm going on that particular um, vein. Okay, I've got one for you, Ken. It's a sensible Perfect. take, though. I do think 
um, it's revealing that a man who talks about fourth dimensional reptilians is also included in the group known as anti-Semites. I mean, he's literally talking about fourth dimensional lizards and people at the ADL are like, is this guy anti-Semitic? Sounds like it to us. Better call him anti-Semitic. Ludicrous. Hot take over. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he uh, did an interview with London Real. I don't know too much about them, but anyway, did an interview. They interview with a lot of nutters, Cam. I assumed as much. I think they've done an interview with him before as well. Um, and that got taken down from YouTube almost immediately. So it was streamed live on YouTube, got taken down immediately. Presumably this is going to get taken down as well afterwards because all the, all the big guys are getting taken down. It got um, taken down because, firstly, Irish B said this is the best Crypto Weekly ever. <laughs> <laughs> it got taken down because you're not allowed to say that coronavirus, COVID, is linked to 5G technology. That is That kind of discussion is banned, and you may not say that, and if you do, you get in trouble. So um, we would not say that. What is YouTube's, um, I, well, I mean, I, obviously they've got servers all over the world and whatever, but what is their situation in regards to freedom of speech? Uh, whatever the lizard people tell them it is, Ken. Run by Google, aren't they? We've already heard what Google are all about from the prints earlier, so. Muting mic now. Yeah. <laughs> also, Ken, freedom of speech is not, as they always say, freedom from consequences. Right, so we yes. can we can we can have freedom of speech, but we can't stop a private enterprise from shutting us down because we agree or disagree with the views of a very uh, interesting human being. No, that is true. Oh, but I was just wondering about the situation between is it uh, who are the is it Gab? Um, yeah, yeah, and they purposefully place all their servers in the states, I believe, because then they can be protected by the First Amendment. Correct. So that is their policy on speech. They say if it's permitted by the First Amendment in America, you can say it on Gab. And if it isn't, you can't, which is a completely sensible approach to policing content on a platform. Obviously, they're completely vilified for this, which is ludicrous, called all kinds of terrible names, unjustifiably so. But that's where we live in, Ken. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is. And David Icke just trying to, just trying to help us make sense of it. And also, um, briefly, on the 5G note, Ken, now, I've heard some people saying, and I unironically do not endorse this message, but I've heard some people saying that in 2003, 3G was introduced to the world. What else happened in 2003, Ken? That's right, SARS. a SARS outbreak. There you go. I knew it would be on the tip of your tongue. 2009, 4G was introduced to the world. What else happened in 2009, Ken? That's right, the swine flu outbreak. Yeah. 2020, 5G was introduced to the world. 2020, what else happened in 2020? That's right, the coronavirus outbreak. The only thing missing from this list is that I also think we I had a brief look at when 2G and 1G, if they're even things, came out. And let's just say that um, HIV isn't currently on the list, but maybe it should be, Ken. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I think David Icke's point is that Wuhan was one of the test cities, one of the first cities to get full 5G coverage, right? Um, and he, his interview, he talked a lot about this and about how the negative vibrations of the 5G uh, are yeah. going to kill us all. Um, That's how it 
power from negative vibrations for those who don't know. Uh, and you need to be sending out good vibrations, particularly by wearing turquoise. Apparently uh, that sends out the best vibrations. Two of the biggest dogs out there, three of them now, Bella, Irish Beast and Gems, all want to know what we think about vaccinating everyone and Bill Gates potentially giving us hidden microchips. Yeah, I'm worried so actually, about it. I am unironically worried about Bill Gates vaccinating everyone. As am but, I. So he's, he's, he's come out and spoken about it, hasn't he? Saying that he envisions a world in which we do have some kind of like health passport to show that we've been vaccinated or have, but this is not, had the virus or something. This is also not unusual because I, 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 I have to dig it up and I will do for the future but i remember seeing something about somebody who ended up talking to one of the rockefellers and asking what their end game was and it was yeah. to have it was to have rfid essentially what they described at the time as rfid chips embedded in everybody yeah that is and, famously was said like nearly a century ago i think maybe more oh i t- in more? which case I'm, I'm glad that you remember because i don't remember where i heard it yeah, it's, it's supposedly he's talking about population control, all that good stuff to someone, and uh, putting chips in people. And David Ike predicted he's been saying that people are going to get microchipped for ages, for decades. So we'll yeah. see whether Gates does it. But I think what you will see is that it won't be done by force; it will be done voluntarily because they're going to because the system will be such that it becomes advantageous to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. You sound disappointed when you say that, P-Money. <laughs> no, because if, because if it's done by force, then we'll, we'll all know and we'll all, we can fight it. But when it's done, when it's done in, a, in an environment where of, of fear, so things like you know, enhanced surveillance, facial recognition, yeah, the like, act. all of that stuff that's done uh, under the guise of protecting us and trying to make us feel safer. So it's a lot harder to fight it when people say well if you've got nothing to hide then you've got nothing to fear but when it's when it's coming Classic. at you but if it but if it's if it's forced upon you in a way like china um where it's not really uh, like as you see if you watch the ike video which is where i actually think ike in amongst all of his craziness does have some actual hot takes on things oh he like, nails this old model doesn't he yeah but but the, the problem with ike is that he wraps it up in a fucking lunatic bubble right and so it becomes really diff like he's and, and i'm not going to debate whether or not he's right on reptiles on this show because i know that you guys are sometimes uh <laughs> that's settled science mate. yeah but, but but it's clear that that part of his personality and that is those those parts of his views don't fit well in modern society but there are nuggets of what he says that do apply to modern society in a way that we could all agree and understand but because it's wrapped up in this david like crazy lizard people package it just gets dismissed the whole thing gets thrown out right and so i for me i i wish he he t- t- dialed back on the lizard people stuff and just focused no. on actually what's really happening to people that, I, yeah, have ca- that's... I have a counter to that p money and it's david okay, Ike's counter himself right do you know what big guy i bet people thought Jesus Christ was a loon 2,000 years ago. They thought David Icke was a loon 30 years ago and he said everyone was, was a paedophile cabal at the top of society and now we know it's yeah. true. Yep. And, and, he, and he also said he was the son of God and he says that Jesus Christ so, wouldn't have been taken seriously and been laughed at 2,000 years ago and just the same so, same thing's happening to him. And he also only wore turquoise for about a year. Which <laughs> yeah, about, th- about three years, yeah, and ha- took another woman during... Uh, into his relationship with his wife during that time, and it was known in the media as the Turquoise Triangle. 
What a player. Can, uh, <laughs> just to clarify, we don't put this out as a regular podcast. The only people who hear this are the people that are currently live now, right? Uh, no, I it mean, goes out. It's it's been going out as a, as the as the podcast, I believe. Is well, that right, Ken? It's supposed to have been, but I haven't done it yet. So one hundred and seven is still coming as a podcast. Well, that'll be good. So when we finally get back to doing podcasts, uh, no one will know anything about what's happened. Yeah. Good. Cool. <laughs> I think it will probably only be the, the two dozen people that watch the lives that still listen to us at that point after six <laughs> months of no podcast. But nonetheless, Ken, good job. Big Gems, speaking the truth, we walked ourselves into 1984 for convenience and entertainment, then rage at our privacy being stripped away. Big the thing, rain. The thing is, is that we're not raging it. Like, it's literally not, there's no rage. Like, there's a, there's a handful of people that have the rage, and the majority of people are like, meh. Like, and like, even people like my mum, who, who, if she understood the consequences of the things that were happening, she would have the rage, but she just doesn't give a shit because she's still, you know, she's she's just about got an iPhone, right? And, yeah. and so, and so that, that the rage isn't there. Most people, most people are of the opinion of if you've got nothing to hide, you've got nothing to fear, and that is not that is not a world that I really want to live in, unfortunately. Yeah, you make good a good point. Um, previously, P money that I get like if enough people voluntarily go for some kind of program then it uh the all the people that don't uh, b- become excluded from whatever it will give you access to for instance if they make it like say they give people have this microchip like priority at the airport or if you don't have it then you have to go through some kind of different process so yeah they can effectively get these programs through even if it's done on a voluntary basis which is infuriating but it can happen. So yeah, it does. I mean, we all have a responsibility to spread the Ike pill to the masses so that they don't get microchipped. IMHO. Oh, Lynchy says we could probably get David Ike on. I doubt we'd have to pay him much. That is an amazing idea. Great job. Ken, get our people to get in touch with Ike's people. And by that, I mean, you ring David. <laughs> <laughs> is he David not got his number online? I need a word. <laughs> Midday, oh my god, Beak sits down with Ike would be a hell of an episode. <laughs> Tell you what, he'd love our chat. He would, he would. Beast, Irish Beastman says he'll donate one ETH. So here we go, we can whip up a GoFundMe to get us permanently banned from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about that a long time ago, didn't we? Rather than paying to support us, pay to take us down. Yes, yeah, the true model. Right, what else we got, Ken? Are we going to discuss some more cryptocurrency, or did well, you? I was, I was just going to ask for a quick recap because I had to nip downstairs to get a red wine. Uh, lizard people and pedos run the world. Ike dropped some knowledge on five G. Uh, when you clap for carers in the UK at 8pm, that is to make noise over them, like doing 5G tests. Like <laughs> uh, the government lizard people don't like it, so they shut it down. The moon isn't real, and Saturn is also not real, and that's where all the evil comes from, in our universe at least. It's from Saturn? Saturn, yeah. All right. Which is also not real. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, sort of cool. like that. And also, all of those people, you can't see them because they're in parallel. They're in, like, different dimensions. They can see our dimension. We can't see theirs. Uh, that's about long and the short bit, Bublé. How long was I gone? <laughs> I haven't been here for the last all 10 right. minutes. 
Even a minute sounds feels like a lifetime when you when you're talking about the eye pill. So, sounds like we need to get those uh, a GoFundMe to buy enough of those tungsten rods to destroy Saturn. Who's with me? Fuck it, oh, I, I am with you, Mister Princeman. Although we could just <laughs> dis destroy the moon because that uh, amplifies the evil vibrations. I, I okay. believe. Okay. But we'll ask Ike about it when we get him on the show. I did, I'd rather I go. Sorry, Mr. Prince. I was I saying did, I'd I... rather go for the mother load and also keep the beautiful looking moon. Um, there we go. Now I can finally click the contact us page. Oh, send us a message. That's not what I want. How can we get oh, a number for David Ike? There's a cube on Saturn. Oh, I will ring him up right now. Let me get my phone. Yeah, that's what I'm trying Quit. to do. Fuck me. Yes. What, what are you getting fired up about, big guy? On Stella, what the fuck is all this? I mean, his website looks mental as well. Ah. He's he's really embraced meme culture, which is very impressive. Yeah, let me just give him some money by clicking this advert. Okay, have we got have we not got a phone number for Big Ike? No, there's just a contact form, which is very boring. Okay, fill that sucker in. Uh, Dave. Oh, fuck me. Docs. <laughs> Back to the oh. Ike's face. Chrome autocomplete on incognito mode, blowing me out. Oh, oh. oh. Who, make, who makes that uh, browser there, Ken, that's given you a lot of trouble? That would be the big Google, my friend. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, we'll do this off air like some real pros. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. My, uh, I've got to say, my granddad has been uh, a big fan of Ike for many, many years. Since, the, since, the, fir okay. since the first Wogan interview. If you know <laughs> what a legend. We'll, but yeah, we'll, we'll work on getting Ike on, Lynchy. Good idea. Hold tight, Alan Koo, the big dog. I bet, I bet it would actually be quite expensive because he is actually worth quite a lot nowadays. Now, someone said he does it for free and shills his books, so we could just... Tell him we've got 25 people listening live. Have at it. <laughs> so the, the thing that I Googled recently is, and I, I had to use a few permutations, but it was basically on the lines of, if he is right about what he's talking about, why is he still alive? And then I found, I stumbled upon a video. Mate, I he... can answer that one already if you don't know the answer. Okay, go on. It's because he only puts good vibrations out there. So he's not worried because their power comes from bad vibrations. If they get in his area, they'll be rendered powerless by the good vibrations. Yeah, and, and see, that to me is very much where I lost him because I'm just like, I feel like polonium-210 uh, doesn't, doesn't require good or bad vibrations to, for him to get wrecked by it. It's because you're stuck in the matrix. You're a sheeple. One of the sheeple and some of this—I can't remember everything I could say to you along those lines. Okay, all right. Let's just consider yourself blown out. All right, fine. All right. Can we take a minute to just um, briefly go over Irish Beastman's latest contributions to chat? He summarised this really powerfully with three comments in a row: Saturn, Satan, Santa. Oh. <laughs> no, that is that is classic, David Ike. That is. Vintage David Ike. Old Ty the Beast Man. And the Beast Man knows the reason he's alive is he doesn't give him any power. There you go. Beast nice. Man nailed it. Nice. And he Beast hasn't entered a contract with a cabal. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's why that's why they murdered Tupac and Biggie because they wouldn't enter those kind of contracts. Yeah, true. Ah, now it all makes sense. Also, hold tight, the Highland coup. Yeah, the big one, the big one. Um, do you condone the burning of five G towers? This was happening before David Icke. Right. Came, this is uh, getting dangerously air. close to Fed posting. <laughs> I mean, as a man who's very, very unconcerned about. Uh, edgy post. We cannot say that we are in favour of burning anything. All right, we're not going to talk about that, whether you condone it or not. But uh, burning man, uh, I'm in favour of. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, they five G five G towers have been being burned in the UK already, and I guess. But also, not a, it's not just five G. It's like any G, right? Is it just any like, sort of tower? That like, looks like yeah, anything that looks remotely mobile. Yeah, I don't think the people who are burning down towers in Birmingham <laughs> have uh, got, quite got the uh, got the brain power to figure out which they are. But I mean, if we just is that because of the down, is that because of the towers themselves? So they basically is 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 there are there is there faculties affected by the towers and therefore they don't know they can't identify the right towers. Yeah, I mean it's probably Saturn that's getting to them. You're right. <laughs> Either way, they're burning down loads of shit, and we don't condone that. Yeah. Because the lizard people want them up, so just leave them up. I just feel like you're always putting out good vibrations, anyway, Mister Cryptobeak. So I think you're. Yeah, saying. exactly. I'm actually trying to join the cabal, which is the point. I think that me and the Beastman split. I'm interested in becoming part of it. <laughs> um, I don't know if Cadell is in the chat or not. Uh, Brad yes. Robinson, based yes. Bloodites, burning down the Eye of Sauron. Reports that um, birds have been flying in, fr have flown in front of 5G towers and have dropped dead. Well, there you go. Now, my Ken. only source on that is the big Cadell. It doesn't, well, correlation is not causation. All right. Well, e even if, need, even though. if birds flying in front of. 5G correlates with, with immediate death. That does not necessarily mean it was caused by the 5G. Well, it, it also it doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't. Yeah, but it yeah. could be that it could be that birds that are about to die are attracted to the signals of 5G, couldn't it? Couldn't it? Couldn't it? Well, that makes that makes no sense, big guy. No, it's probably the 5G doing them in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we've got a classic coin flip situation on our hands. But yeah. Maybe they just maybe they want to die a warm death. All right, you know. <laughs> But there are, but there are cases of um, of like man-made systems interfering with. Um... Is, sorry to interrupt, you, Money, but this is an absolute classic Ken fact. <laughs> okay, <all> right. <laughs> Cadell apparently said radar, not five G towers, and Ken has run with it. In <laughs> but but my point my point still stands that the uh, the animals are often interfered with by like man-made systems. That, like there are things that have interacted with like magnetic fields that cause birds to migrate in the wrong direction or butterflies to accumulate in the wrong forest or whatever, right? That's not unusual. Plastic and turtles. Oh, yeah. Plus, Beastman has just said loads of countries in China are collapsing because they've been hit with 5G. So, yeah. What, five? But I mean, Chinese people are smaller, so five grams is quite a lot Whoa. to them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
where's that, the suppose. delete? Ken, where's the delete key? Well, <laughs> yeah, mate, not yet. <laughs> what else have we got, Cad? I think we talked um, about. Oh. We're going to talk about hashtag burn return. It seems to Did be in the notes, and it's quite amusing. Are we thinking about talking about any more crypto on Crypto Weekly? Yeah, uh, I was, I was oh, going to no. say that. Why would We've we got do no that? more crypto. No, Why don't we talk crypto. about Bitcoin Cash, uh, the hash rate getting absolutely ah, wrecked? Yes. I, d- I did actually mean to talk about this, but I forgot. So Bitcoin Cash had a halvening, and the hash rate has dropped through the basement. Y- yes. Discuss. Yeah. What, what do you think maybe, about that? Well, I think that maybe Buble and P Money might be very well placed to discuss this. You might need to set up some context, Ken, because I am somewhat uh, not having read the notes as, as right. usual. So Bitcoin Cash had their halving a couple of days ago. Their hash rate has dropped loads. Yep. Uh, everyone says it's collapsing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One of the best things I read about it was uh, they were people were talking about how much the hash rate had fallen. Four okay. lol. Says sixty percent fall. Uh, Coin Wars has it falling like forty percent. Bitcoin.com says it's increased slightly, which is pretty top notch. As Bitcoin.com is owned by Roger Ver and claim Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin and is the only source that's seen an uptick in uh, hash rate as the rewards for miners have gone down. Hold tight, Roger Ver, you cheeky fucking cunt. Mate. So this doesn't seem. So I feel like I, I don't understand what the halvening does positively because for me, I, my, I, all I can see is a reduction in mining rewards. Yeah, um, so I think it, this is a special case because I think if they all dropped at the same time, like if, if Bitcoin, Bitcoin yes. Cash, BSV all halved at the same time, then there would be less incentive for people to switch chains. But in yes. this particular example bsv is going to have tomorrow they think bitcoin is going to have sometime in may so bitcoin cash is the first to have so obviously it's much like there's much less yeah, yeah. to have that rather than other other forks so so so, so i'm i'm basing this purely on my understanding of of how they work and nothing to do with the reality so bear with me i could be very wrong but from what i understand the Bitcoin Cash changed the algorithm slightly on how they determine um, the block difficulty. So they, so where, where we discussed last time about how Bitcoin do it over, I think it was something like 2048 blocks or something. Um, the Bitcoin Cash network do it slightly differently where it, it can adapt more quickly to, to changes in hash rate, um, which seems to have a, a, allowed them or arrived them in a position where they mined some blocks slightly more quickly over a period of time, which meant that they arrived at their halvening slightly earlier. Can anybody com- t- t- confer with me on that one or confirm? Uh, I don't know for sure, but I mean, that sounds, it sounds about right. I'm going to yeah. go with that. Um, they, uh, they didn't mine a block for like two days or something afterwards after the halvening, which is pretty funny. But it, this, this, I, I kind of, I feel like they would have seen this coming, right? Because they're gonna, they could, they would have seen days, weeks, even months ago potentially that they're that they're gonna approach the halvening uh, more quickly, and that they're gonna shed a load of miners because the the hardware 
required to do the mining is the same. So and it's very easy. And and so Buble and I worked on a project where we mined heavily across various Bitcoin uh, algorithms, the SHA two five six algorithm, and allowing the network to to switch mining power at a click of a button based on what was happening in the network to, to be most profitable across all of the coins. And to, it would make perfect sense for all of the miners to go, we're going to mine up until this point, and then we're going to switch all the power over to the other networks that I still haven't halved yet. That seems perfectly logical and something that everybody involved in the network would have seen coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It's, I don't, it seems strange that it's caused so much drama. But what I don't get, what I don't get is is how this is going to be a positive impact on the price of Bitcoin, because because the mining it's rewards go down, bro. <laughs> but this is all. Million. Imagine if every millionaire in the world wanted one. But it's priced in. That's we we already know the the halving algorithm over time, right? It's not going to change. We know the the rate of distribution, uh, the rate of uh, of inflation of the coin supply, is fixed across across the his, across the future. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand how this is an important milestone. It's, well, because the the supply will decrease, won't it? But we knew it was <laughs> yeah. I know I know you're trying to be but we knew it was coming. No, but, but I mean I know, yeah, it's priced in, but it's well there'll be less to sell. Like so if you want to buy one, there'll be theoretically less around. I agree. It's no no, they were the they were the same amount. The, the same amount. In fact, well, no, no, there are more. There are more now than there were 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm but I think, you. but I guess, I guess for me, it's that, um, in tandem with the, with the supply going down, also the reward for doing so goes down. And so for me, that's, I, 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 I'm failing to see how that's not at best an equilibrium rather than an increase in price because, the, because the reward going down people are less incentivized to want to keep mining on it so the security the you know the the, the 51 percent threshold becomes lower it comes a yeah. lower barrier, so barrier to entry. the way that the bitcoiners argue against this is they say the price is going to go up the bitcoin mining the whole bitcoin mining and minor reward system seems completely broken for all the reasons you say and relies on the price of bitcoin going up all the time so yeah, you're right. right. People have been arguing about this for a long time, and it seems like the Bitcoiners, their meme is like, yeah, but there's less, so the price will go up. If it doesn't, then Bitcoin's fucked because eventually the mining rewards will run out completely. Then miners will mine for transaction fees. That, yeah, that, I mean the whole yeah. thing's fucked. But that, but that, but that future relies on the price of Bitcoin being such that the mining the the transaction fees are enough to pay the bills of the miners. So if if Bitcoin doesn't increase in price, that future can't. It's it's like a it's a circular it's a, a kind of a, a circular reference or a circular dependency. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. If it if yeah. the price of Bitcoin doesn't keep going up, Bitcoin's fucked, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent agree, P Money. The only thing I would say is that we can only assume that the knowledge, like previous knowledge of the halvening will have no effect on price if we're operating in an efficient market, which I guess you could say we aren't, and therefore it will um it can have an effect on price that way. But that's also kind of saying that everyone in Involved in crypto is a bit of an idiot and will take something that has been known 
for years and like three months before it happens it'll affect price which is ridiculous but it could happen in fact it has happened in previous happening so big crypto dave says rising difficulties insurance against 51 percent attack guarantees that hardware will evolve fast enough to protect against some superpower stockpiling old miners to attack but that isn't really the case because the technology would be incentivized to uh evolve anyway because you'd be able to have uh more profitably mine bitcoin like regardless of difficulty people are still going to compete to mine like if it's profitable to mine people are going to try and uh, get more blocks they're going to work on technology uh that will get them more blocks it's pretty clear incentives that aren't changed by rising difficulty i feel like they the person who invented this um and i'm not gonna name names. <laughs> but it, had they done it again they may have considered if they were going to still stick with a um a finite supply and a halvening until the rewards disappear they probably should have considered doing it in the same way over in a more linear fashion like maybe every block or maybe every thousand blocks or some, or some number of blocks where the reward gets is a linear degradation of reward until it reaches zero rather than these huge jumps where you end up with people potentially shift. Well, I guess the person who invented Bitcoin didn't envisage there being a hundred other variants of, of the same coin. But now so I think, so P-Money, I think that's the point. I think that that's why it's got this sharp shift in it or this kind of cliff um the halvening is to to discourage forks in some way in that you get this disruption from a fork uh halving earlier than the other forks that you end up with this disparity in um in the kind of the, the hash rate across but, those but if the, bitcoin ca- yeah no i i I, take, I hear you but i guess had bitcoin cash of of it opted for an 11 minute block time they would have been they would have been behind Bitcoin and therefore would have would have benefited from increased hash rate now. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so they would only benefit for a short period anyway. It's just the time when like the rewards between forks are different. But I think this period is going to is going to see a drop in hash rate on Bitcoin. Right. I'm potentially maybe not, but we. I think the expectation is that will be a drop in hash rate because the cost, the, the the price won't react as quickly as that one block drop, right? Or is it already priced in? Well, yeah, I mean, that's the point is that basically the price has to, has to go up for hash rate to continue going up people or people have to like, people basically saying the only, only ones that mine in Bitcoin cash now are not doing it for profit. They're doing it for some kind of, uh, you know, belief they, yeah. they want to basically they want to push Bitcoin Cash, and maybe that's what they thought would happen with Bitcoin. Maybe I would imagine that Satoshi didn't probably envisage it being worth billions of dollars in just like a few years later. You know, so yeah. But are there any? Can can anybody see any negative uh, consequences from making the the half reducing the halvening? or not making the halvening such a big thing and actually distributing it across blocks. Is that predictability and that linearity, I guess, it more, is that better in any way? Because in my mind, it feels more predictable, less, you know, less volatile. Yeah, I agree. 
why I mean, but it's it's almost there's no need for the the halving, right? Every time you issue money, you're devaluing the rest of it, right? On yeah, a on a on a gradually power. decreasing scale. They're trying to wean the the network down to a point at which it can survive off. It's so well established that people are willing to pay, willing to mine for transaction fees. People are willing to pay transaction fees. That must be the whole plan, right? It's just that they're like bootstrapping it with mined Bitcoin, which they're hoping decreases over time. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really, I can't see a great argument for why they would do it like they would halve it every X blocks as opposed to, as P Money said, doing it on smaller increments. But I haven't got a good reason for that. Nice. Ken, great segue, mate. What? Are you exactly. really here, Ken? Are exactly. You... So I was bu- for a lot of that, I was busy playing with David Icke's face. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I made him really big uh, and really on- ominous, uh, and just let you guys just get on with it. Oh, so uh, can we just give a hold tight back to Big Crypto, Dave? Uh, most large-scale farms only pay 0.02 to 0.055 per kilowatt hour. Eventually, some farms will move towards 100% green energy. A relatively small solar farm, hold tight, solar, in the Sahara <laughs> could power the entire network. Yes, Big Crypto, Dave. But the problem with that is that you, if you've got a relatively small solar farm in the Sahara, it's probably going to be owned by one person, one one group of, of uh, actors, right? That is not where we want to be with crypto. We want we want it distributed across the globe. But that's why you buy the solar ETF, P money. <laughs> yeah, but my my UK based <laughs> solar farm is not going to be able to compete with the uh, the sub-Saharan well the Saharan uh, the Saharan solar farm. You want to decentralise the sun? Exactly. Good. Can we, can we get multiple suns? We can go in, into a different uh, solar system. Or different um, dimension. Suits crypto says. How about the hilarious Craig Wright April Fool's post? Did any of you guys see that? Someone is that the one? Is that the one? Oh, yeah, did, yeah. yeah. They said he moved uh, coins from Satoshi's wallet to prove it was him. Yeah, I saw that. Waste yeah. of time. Yeah, didn't didn't really do it for me. I mean, I guess some people probably. I think I would have found it more funny if I knew that a load of BSV guys did think it was real and rejoiced before having victory snatched away from them. That, that would have been pretty good. good, but I didn't see that. So, wasn't that hilarious? Foo, you've been very quiet for a long time, my friend. Are you there? Yeah, I zonked out a bit around the um the David Ike pill part, but I'm still here, still going strong, enjoying the harvesting talk, enjoying the, the David Ike photo. <laughs> I'm sure you're in good company, food. Bublé and P Money, do you the uh, mining operation you were involved in? Do you know anything about their methods of getting electricity? Do you know how they sorted that out? No, just that they, um, no. No, Not uh, they they were trying to base them in uh, coldish places. Was the only th- thing that uh, around the globe was what we were told. So multiple locations in cold places. It was more important to get the the heat out of the devices than it was to get cheap energy from the sun. Um, I mean, cold, windy places might be an idea. Okay. 
But yeah, no, I mean, most, oh, of, most of the data centers. Yeah, that'd work. Most of the data centers' cost isn't the, the power itself, it's the cooling. As far as I know. Well, you got a big crypto, Dave. Hold that. Hold, do you say hold that? Hold that, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, floating sea data centers. That's the way forward for your crypto mine. Floating sea data centers. That is absolutely sick. We could be data pirates. That would be Has, has sea land <laughs> finally got a use? <laughs> Maybe. If anyone doesn't know what sea land is, it's uh, a floating or old World War Two fort, maybe, um, off the coast of Essex that a dude sailed out to and just planted a flag on, I guess, and claimed it was autonomous land called Sea Land. And for the past sort of 40 years, has been fighting a legal battle to claim that it is rightful Sea Land clay and no one else has jurisdiction on it. And he wants to, he wants to start selling gambling licenses. From oh, Sealand. my God, that's sick. Let's buy one of those. That's his eventual plan. Great idea. I'm happy to take Sealand by force, though. Mate, someone's tried before. If you if you read up on the history of Sealand, there has been a civil war and a coup. It seems like he just got it by going there and saying it's mine. I think we could yeah. do that. Yeah, and then the Prime Minister of Sealand, uh, I believe, hired some mercenaries and took another boat out there and took Sealand by force. Uh, and the, uh, the president and founder of Sealand had to fly out from somewhere and go and sort it out. That's exciting. I'm well up for that. Mm. Let's do that. I would also be up for that. We'll live stream that. We'll live stream <laughs> us taking Sealand. Yeah. In full plate. In full what? In full plate, my friend. But we will be surrounded by water, Ken, when we do this. I don't know if uh, wearing plate armor would be the best tactical choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's been the best tactical choice since medieval Europe, my friend. Though the aesthetics will be absolutely on point if we do. Oh, it will be absolutely classic, and we can Did... claim that it's our, on our way to retake Constantinople. You do you not have to do your your, um, 10 metre swim when you're at school in your full armour? <laughs> what, in, in medieval England? Yeah. That was, that was just as important as shooting a longbow, being able to swim in full plate. Uh, big Crypto Dave... Says Bitcoin will be mined and nodes will be run in space 100%. Thoughts, mate? That would get rid of the cooling issue. Space is pretty How cold. It costs to send things to space, though. Like launching a load of fucking miners into space must be pretty expensive when we're yeah, space all, like... SpaceX is making it cheaper, mate. Okay, all right. What would the latency be like? Yeah, I was gonna say the latency cripples that right. <laughs> yeah. you, you you find your hash, and then by the time it reaches, uh, <laughs> moved on. At <laughs> uh, gems, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly implore you to look at the Wikipedia page for Sealand because it is pretty amusing reading. It's I'm reading it right now. It's so elaborate, mate. It's insane. Isn't it just a bunch of barrels in the sea? It's no, like it's a platform a with a with a with a building on it, basically that is just floating in the sea. Okay, I think we could definitely take that. Yeah, I mean it's not very big. Yeah, it's good. That'd be easy to take. It's a like World War Two guard platform. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, got anything else for us, Ken? Are we uh, we still doing this podcast? We're we still live. There's still some. Of course, we're we are, big guy. Okay, I've good. just transitioned. I've just transitioned, big guy. Okay. Okay. Into uh, what? Into 
into the hashtag burn return. 4chan have been up to their old tricks this week and have. That is right, Ken. So, um, Bernie Sanders, I believe, I've, I've just heard reports about this myself, but it's, it's been reported that um, Bernie Sanders, having dropped out of the presidential campaign and reading some really heartbreaking posts on various Reddit forums or threads about how people have been regularly donating to his campaign and are on the brink of financial ruin as a result of his second failed uh, presidential candidate, he has come out and said that he will be returning their donations back to them through the through a program called Hashtag Burn Return, Ken. And those cheeky chappy, chappies over at 4chan have, have done the dastardly deed of trying to convince people that this isn't true. And I, for one, won't stand for it. <laughs> Hang on. So you've Hang gone on. for the double down. I like it. So my understanding is that he didn't withdraw... He's just suspended his um, his the process of becoming of becoming the president. Is that he he stopped campaigning. No, so he's he's well, not withdrawing his candidacy. So you can still vote for him, but he's 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 stopping his campaigning. So the idea being that he doesn't want people to stop. Uh, he wants people to vote in the primary, and also to uh, there's some. Um, uh, GP, this is where I'm going to have to hand over to you, but I think there's something where they don't vote for necessarily the president, but they vote for some other aspect, like the House of Commons equivalent in the UK, where they vo- they're voting for um, like the equivalent of local elections, I guess. Okay, well, is that this uh, at the same at the same time as the general election is going on? I don't the- I don't know, but I, but what I, re- I very briefly saw before the show a post on Reddit saying. Uh, Bernie Sanders is not withdrawing his uh, candidacy from the race. He's just stopping his campaigning. Yeah, um, so technically the, the verbiage he used was suspending his campaign. So, yeah. yeah, I think you are right. I didn't know that he planned to still be an option on the ballot. Uh, but I get. But you can always write him in even if he isn't on the ballot. So I guess what you're saying is completely true. But also if Corona gets uh, old Creepy Joe. Yeah. See, that's what, yeah, that's what I thought the plan was, is that as long as Corona-chan's still uh, making mischief, um, no Malarkey <laughs> show is in jeopardy as far as I'm concerned. So, but, but presumably, so is Bernie, right? He's, he's probably in the same category. True. Abs- yeah, absolutely true. But, you know, he might win that coin flip. So um, <laughs> They should do it. They should both get Corona and see who survives. <laughs> yeah, the, the survivor becomes president. Yeah. I like it. Um, speaking Cor- of which, I mean, we joke, but our prime minister contracted COVID-19 and was on intensive care Diddy. Diddy. Days, days ago. Oh, Diddy. I, I like this pee money. I like this, this, uh, this vein of questioning. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so... so my, my my frustration with modern uh, with modern life, I guess, and modern media and modern and modern ways of getting fake news is that I find it very difficult to believe that he actually got it in the same way that we found it difficult to believe that Prince Charles got it. Because both lizard people. Well, no. Well, yes, but more because <laughs> because it, in a non lizard way, it makes them come across as more human. And I don't mean that in a non lizard fashion, but more that. You you will have sympathy for and relate more to somebody who is vulnerable, right? That's that's, that's nature, right? And so, yeah, I said it at the time. This is the best thing that's ever happened to Boris Johnson. But but it, it, that's and that's it. It's like it's like I I'm reluctant to say that the BBC and all the MSM are bullshitting us. But I don't know. Also, 
It'd have to be every employee at the hospital as well. Like they yeah, listed but, what hospital he went to. They yeah, listed. but 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 Foo, did you see the doctors come out and say who treated him? Did, did, have we have we seen evidence that he has actually been treated by real human beings that can testify, right? Or and, uh, okay, so your so your conspiracy theory is he he just chilled out in the hospital. Um, he he went in, he, he yeah. laid in a bed, somebody moved him to ICU, in quotes, and he basically slipped out the back door, went to the old boys club, played some poker, smoked some cigars, yeah. came back in with a bit of a chesty cough, oh, and then back in the game again, right? Now, I, I realise I'm being, I'm going like, like deep now on the stupidity scale. but like, Way more ridiculous than anything David Icke's ever said. But, but, <laughs> but my, my point is that on immediately hearing that, uh, that Boris is in, is in hospital, I'm like, is he really? And that is not that is not me being a conspiracy theorist by default. That is me being being conditioned by the amount of bullshit that we get thread, fed from all different sides where I'm just like, can I actually believe that this happened? Because it's in his favor. It's strongly in his favor to get it. And it's strongly in, in his favor to come through and fight through it and become, you know, become somebody that went through the system. And, 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 and you know, and I just I'm I'm I struggle to get fully on board with the fact that he actually did get it and he survived it especially in intensive care where it's like a 50 50 survival rate I'm, I'm with p money on this one i don't i don't think he yeah i couldn't see him in an nhs hospital for one and yeah. on that note i'm gonna go uh guys i'll speak to you in a bit i'll see you uh thanks to everyone good night never had an on-air leave before he's Wait. got his, he's got his dinner <laughs> there He's got, to take, his, he's got to take his ball and go home. Like it, like. But I do think that he probably just went to ICU prematurely. Like he's, they're going to put him in all as soon yeah. as it looks like he might have anything wrong with him. They're going to give him all the fucking the whole nine yards, you know. Because if the prime minister dies, it's going to be absolute carnage. So I somewhat agree. He probably was in much better health than everyone else who goes into intensive care for sure. Yeah, agree. Although, also, if I was uh, if I was any doctor treating him, I would be absolutely shitting myself. Yeah. <laughs> you are the guy that killed the uh, PM. Foo, you are you are clearly not uh, a communist like myself because I would love to treat that guy <sighs> to an uh, unplugging. Oh, come come on now, big wow. guy. Wow. Come on, that, that's going a step too far. <laughs> even for I mean, thirty or forty years, blimey, you're looking screw him like that. Do you know not know the man went through coronavirus? For you, P money. But, but I, also, I also know the guy went through the Bullingdon Club, so I'm not. I have, I have little sympathy for him. But this raises an interesting point that you you've mentioned is that you don't think he would have gone to an NHS hospital. But I don't believe he could get away with not going to an NHS hospital. No, I mean, that, if you that work in the government, thing. if you work in the government, it's strongly encouraged that you send your kids to state school. Yeah, I mean, but also if you're a, if you're part of a government that has been dismantling the NHS for the past ten years. Then you cannot go and to a private hospital and go. Yeah, the NHS doesn't really serve my needs. I have to go private because that would be a political suicide. Yeah. So also fuck him and fuck his party for dismantling our NHS, and oh, then right. and then ask and then asking us every week to cheer for them whilst cheering for them with one hand and taking away all their funding and and all the money that we give them every every year with the other hand. Hold tight, Boris, for that top man. Uh, Irish Beast has got an interesting question. Do any of you know anyone who's actually caught coronavirus? I do not. I do. I not. don't. 
I do not. Boris Johnson. Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, anyone? Allegedly. Um, not directly through yeah. through through very very close people. Yes, I know a guy who knows a guy. Basically. Okay, so none yeah. of us directly know anyone who's got it. That's interesting. Ah, big big. Um, how about we dropping the facts? Who I know works for the NHS, saying that. Uh, a private one couldn't cope with it. You don't go private for surgery, but um, you go private for surgery, sorry, but not for ICU. Blood hacks thinks he got it. Interesting. Mm. Oh, so as somebody with private health health insurance, despite being Ooh. a radical left left wing socialist, hang on a fucking minute. Hang on a fucking minute, big guy. One minute you were just saying that everyone should be using the NHS and it's fucking fantastic. No, and no, no, not, not using it. Healthcare. Yeah, well, no, here is, here's the deal, Ken, right? So, trash. We all know that. It is trash because yeah. the government have raped and pillaged it over the last 10, 15 years. Well, However, if, forever. Because, I, because I can afford to get private health care, what I'm actually doing with my wealth is alleviating pressure on the NHS for the people that can't afford private health care. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. I love that. I love that. Big guy. I'm a reluctant capitalist. That's what, that's my point. I'm a reluctant <laughs> capitalist. Boo Blazer knows someone who got coronavirus. Yeah. Did he really? I don't know. Boo Blazer looks pretty lizard-like. I think he might be... Mate, might his, be... Avatar, his avatar background is green. For a yeah, reason. he seems like a lizard to me. Yeah. Big, big Crypto Dave asks, is the Bullingdon Club the UK's version of the Freemasons in America? Nah. I know it. It's like, where you put your nutsack in a in a pig's mouth. Yeah, it's more, it's more like uh, what's that Skull and Bone Society yeah. that George W. Bush was involved that's in. Cool. It's it's I'd say that that's the equivalent in the U.S. Um, it's basically it's an, uh, a, a club in the university. It's it's Oxford, it's Oxford University club, it's Oxford, right? Yeah, yeah, where a lot of future politicians uh, are a member of. Where it's, it's basically, basically a, kids, right? It's exactly I, like the Skull and Bone Society. Yeah, that's yeah. the same in America. So their their whole thing is that they will have wild parties at really posh venues and absolutely trash it, and then pay the bill to fix it all at the end. Yeah, fair enough. I mean that is fucking cool. No one can deny that. It is relatively cool, but then as part of it, apparently David Cameron fucked a pig's head or something. Yeah. I thought he teabagged a, a dead pig's face or something. Yeah. Something yeah. something yeah. involving his peen, his balls, a pig's head. It's this all a bit pre, much for me. This was pre-Halo. Halo. I'm sure he's done worse. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, yeah. He called a he called um, uh, a Brexit referendum. So yes, he's definitely done worse. Oh, don't want to divide so the it, podcast even more, big guy. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so interesting. Moving on from that, interesting fact about the probability of knowing someone who uh, has died from coronavirus. In fact, no, this is infection rate. You would have to know 600 people to have a uh, 0.955 probability of knowing someone with coronavirus. So, unless 95% probability. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you to reach the 5% con confidence interval of knowing someone who'd contracted COVID-19, you have to know how many people? 600. 600 people. Okay. I don't like this. This is just some fucking random Columbia University article that I found. So it might be bullshit, but the so numbers they put in seem reasonable. Um, we have a, we have. I feel like we have 
somewhere close to that in in reach. Yeah, I agree. Between actually, between chat and us, we might probably know way more than six hundred people. This is death as well, so probability of at least one death in your network. Oh, what? Uh, okay, so it'll be like you need to know like fifty or sixty people. Then. Yeah. If actually way less than that, right? What's the death rate? Like one percent, actually. Yeah, you got no higher than one percent. It's um. I know this is infection rate. But yeah, one point three nine to one point three percent death rate. Estimated. So we need to know like twenty people. Then seems a scam. I'm not buying it. You're right. All things, call it all off. Yeah, we've got a hot take from Garm on the NHS who says, public health providers are trash everywhere. You can throw all the money you want into a bottomless pit and never fill it. To which I say, where's the lie? <laughs> Refute are you, that, are you, money. Are you, are you calling the health of your citizens a bottomless pit? Is that what you're saying? I'm calling the demands of my citizens a bottomless pit. Oh, the demands are a bottomless pit, yes. But yeah, the, ne- the, think, ne- the needs but the needs are not equal to the demands, right? And I think we're seeing this now. The, the needs right now are vastly uh, overshadowed by like the, the, yeah, but the this, necessity. This is, a to- this is a totally black swan event, right? You can't have your health service ready to treat like a fucking huge influx of people. There are some countries that are handling this significantly better than others, though, right? And and then, yes, you can just you can dispute the differences in in approaches, but there are some countries that are able to to account to deal with the situation a lot better than others. Yeah, but they aren't care based approaches. They're like preemptive um, <laughs> testing approaches. They're, they're welding based approaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are they're metal bars on doors approaches. Well, that is the way. Yeah, it is. Um, well, I think I think I think most interesting for this one is the example is Germany, where they are not they're not a socialist system. They're not a socialist healthcare system, what? at least. Oh, <laughs> I feel like they're they are one of the examples of their mix of private and public is is actually further right than the UK's. If I understand correctly, I may be massively wrong on that one. I'd be surprised if that's true, but I'm going to look it up. But but my understanding was that their their private their healthcare is also heavily based on 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 a private distribution. Although they do have a public healthcare system, but they've managed to they've managed to respond in a way that most countries haven't. Germany was, wasn't care based. They basically just bought a bunch of um, so they took a SARS kit and then um, mass produced it early on. Like while everything was happening in Wuhan, they preemptively mass produced a SARS testing kit with the hopes that the, it would work on coronavirus, and that's what they used to do mass testing straight away. So, so that doesn't sound anything that, that, that to me doesn't sound related to their 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 ideology on how they approach healthcare as as a as a as a as a, as a norm. That that's just reacting quickly and being innovative, right? Yeah, I, I would also say it kind of sits outside of the healthcare system, like yeah, as like, in it's not. Yeah. But but that is a, that is a government, a, a centralized government that is that is in quotes publicly funded, doing what is best for its citizens. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I guess I don't know. The UK just, like took a completely different approach from the beginning than than Germany. So Germany was going down a quarantine isolation based approach, whereas we 
adopted the uh, herd immunity early on, but then that kind of we rolled it back effectively. So it, I think all it would take for this kind of to see a difference in approach between Germany and the UK is just different medical advisors sat in senior positions. I wouldn't say it's like fundamentally um, tied to politics. I think, you know, you get a different set of uh, doctors advising the government, you get a different set of outcomes. Yeah, I agree 100%. I do like the fact that different nations have different strategies. So we get to compare and contrast though. Yeah, I'm really curious what happens with uh, Sweden, who've gone all in on herd immunity. Like, you can still go out in Stockholm and have a beer, hang with your friends. Uh, it will be very interesting. Yeah. So I think my take from this is that actually the the approach to how you how you manage your healthcare day to day or year to year as a, as a country hasn't had that much of an impact as to how you respond to it. Now, the UK is not doing great but we're doing slightly better than other countries but i think the us in their very much you know you deal with your own shit approach to, to healthcare is one of the worst affected and my, uh, uh, so i saw today a headline that was new york had more deaths than any other country which to me was ridiculous hmm. but isn't that but that that's like a uh, coastal elite Democrat hub. I mean, if anything, they're going to have more, more socialized medicine than other parts of the country. But New York is uh, is a big international city, which, like most big international cities, suffer from high densities of poor population, right? And I'm not going to go... We don't, I, think, I don't think, for the sake of the podcast, we should go down this path, but <laughs> poverty, poverty seems to be more prevalent in more densely populated areas that you get the extremes i guess in in those areas so you get that you get a small amount of the rich people and a large proportion of of the poor in densely populated areas which has contributed to and i, and I say this because my uncle is a is a trauma nurse in in new york so he goes around hospitals where he's needed to help basically with the most traumatic cases and uh and he's basically saying that there are just too many people coming in. There are too many. Well, what does he mean? Oh, coming into the hospitals? Yeah, they they, they just they they're ending up having to just basically leave people waiting, dying in the waiting rooms. Oosh, rough. Yeah, and yeah. and while he's while he's driving around on his day off every two weeks to find a fucking pair of goggles to protect himself because there are no there's no PPE available to him. Oh, I've got some if you want some. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, no, ironically, if he wants them, I've got. We can ship them. We can ship them over. But I mean, it's just him. Like it's that's one person, right? There are thousands and thousands of people that are that are struggling. Um, if you look, if everyone looks to their live stream screen now, you'll see your future president sniffing a child. <laughs> I'm still saving David Icke, unfortunately. He's never going to be president. Uh, oh. Well, mate, I don't know. I don't know about that, Slick Rick. He might be. Uh, He's going to challenge okay, Trump uh, to a push-up contest. He's going to win, and no one's going to be able to look Donny in the eye again. So, as much as I wanted Bernie to win, this vegetable, this soggy, <laughs> this soggy, uh, decrepit vegetable, child-sniffing, like oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy is not going to win. And I'm putting hey, no, man, his, his policy on no malarkey has sold me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently sniffing children's hair is not malarkey. 
which I find <laughs> hard to believe. No, mm. that that's positively not malarkey, big guy. That's just that's just good, honest kid sniffing. I'm I'm with P Money on this one. When I look at that photograph, I think there's malarkey afoot. <laughs> <laughs> a foot, a foot and a breast. Look, a foot look and a breast. So that is so bad. That is so awful. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so uh, GP, I'll be joining you on the uh, on the markets to to be betting for a for a Trump victory. Unfortunately, as, as much as I don't want it, that's hey, that's that's my bet. It's a hedge. I'm not really. I'm not a, that into it myself. But yeah, I do think. I just think. Uh, much earlier around impeachment, when there was that absolute meme about impeachment, his price was ludicrously exaggerated. It was something like he had like a 40% chance of being the next president, which is just ridiculous for an incumbent president. So I got involved then. But he's been he came right in and then has drifted back out as a result of coronavirus. So it could be a decent time to hedge your uh, exposure to a Trump presidency if you were to dabble in the market right now. Not hashtag not gambling advice. <laughs> hashtag hold tight our Trump in the chat. <laughs> yeah, what what is objectively worse? Um grabbing her by the pussy or sniffing a kid? Um uh, I'm gonna go with the kid. Yeah, def- I am with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You're right, P Money. Grab grab pussy plus. Sniff kids minus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's the unfortunate reality we live in, and and I think, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm unfortunately going to be betting on uh, Trump winning the next election because I don't think I don't think creepy vegetable Joe can can snatch it from him. Yeah, I think he's going to get absolutely bodied on the debate stage, and I cannot yeah. wait to see it. But the problem is, is that Biden's not going to be able to remember what the question was when it gets <laughs> when when it gets around to him. Yeah. Trump. Trump's already started with this. There was someone who, there was a reporter who read Trump, Joe Biden's reaction to, um, right, sorry, he read a press release from Biden about Trump's reaction to COVID-19 and like some reporter from like the Washington Post or whatever was like, what would you like to say about this, Mr. Trump? And Trump just said, Joe Biden didn't write that. Joe Biden can barely get a sentence, like string a sentence together. Yeah. He didn't write that and then moved on. So he's already right on point when it comes to attacking no malarkey Joe. And the so, thing that upsets me most about that is that is that Trump can also very rarely string a, a thought together where he end, doesn't end up going off on a tangent and forgetting where he started. But the fact that he can, and I and I say this as a, an ardent anti-Trumper, the fact that he can say that and be right yeah. about Biden is what upsets me most. Is yeah. that he, he can, he can he cast those aspersions. Than Biden. Yeah, and, it's, and, th- and that's, fu- that's the thing that upsets me most because it's like you've got people like Yang, Biden, um, and... Tulsi Gabbard, yeah, like actual, like sane, sharp-witted, like sensible, yeah. smart people were candidates, and we ended up with the two most like vegetable-like humans on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also a bit worrying that we didn't have anyone uh, on from the right-hand side of the aisle that we named as a smart, <laughs> smart up-and-comer. <laughs> Basically, all the the other Democratic candidates, or the, like as you say, the sharp ones. Yeah, but they they can't put anybody up against Trump on the right because yeah, yeah. they're not, they're not going to be able to compete. Trump yeah. Trump st- is still the most popular candidate in the country. Yep, correct. Yeah, that was another ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous price I got was for Trump to be the Republican 
nominee for president in this election it was yeah. well the price wasn't long but it was implying there was like a 15 percent chance that he wouldn't be and it was ridiculous so obviously i lumped on that yeah all right ken how we do we've got 10 well we're 10 minutes shy of two hours so how we do yeah so we we're doing ending time p money that's what we're doing hang on hang on how how, how close are we to ending time uh imminently i would like right. my tea big guy your tea? Yeah. My, at, my nine, tea. at nine o'clock? Yeah, I didn't eat it because we were live streaming, you see. And it would be rude for me to munch down food during the live stream. Oh, my word. What is happening? Oh, I'm, I'm messing up. I'm messing <laughs> yes. up the... Uh... Hang on. No, no, it's fine. There we go. There we go. Ah, there we go. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Everyone in the chat, hold tight. Uh, we've been Crypto Weekly. You've been sniffing kids. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Good night. Good night. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our live stream. It's been a blast. Good night, friend Good night.